Production. Recorded live. Okay. Good evening. Welcome to another Michigan Free Independent State Michigan General Drill Assembly Educational Conference Call for Thursday, May the 14th, 2015, at 8.37 start time. Host of all time senior technical support and board operators, myself, Nicholas Gosk. This time we'll do with the Bivens decision. This may is proper and false witness, misrepresentation, posting of them or public forms. Is forbidden shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. Coming all conflict of false allegations, is there anyone in attendance at today's meeting as a member, agent of any law enforcement or public agency in federal state, county, city, or township agencies present? Is there any response to the Bivens decision for the first time? Here none. Once again, this thing is proper and false witness, misrepresentation, posted inflammatory and public forms, forbidden shall be addressed in appropriate manner. To eliminate all conflict and false allegations, is there anyone in attendance in today's meeting as member, agent, by law enforcement, or public agency, federal, state, county, city, or township agencies present? Is there any response to the decision for the second time? Here none. Third and final time, this thing is proper. Bearing false witness, misrepresentation, post-inflammatory and public forms, forbidden shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. Eliminate all conflict and false allegations. Is there anyone in attendance at today's meeting? As a member, agent. Member, agent of any law enforcement agency or public agency, the federal, state, county, city, or township agencies present. And is there any response to the Bivens decision for the third and final time? Hearing none. At this time, can we get an opening prayer, please? Yeah. Look down upon us tonight as we meet in your name. Give our brother Jim Drinky his path. We will miss him. Need and comfort those in despair and clear our minds of the humdrum of everyday life that we may educate ourselves tonight and return our state to what it was originally intended. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Marvin. Okay, we're going to do a quick roll call here, then I'll give you a join me number and turn the floor to the moderator, then you can turn it over to down for the education. Myself, Nick Laskowski, MDJ, ITAB is here and present. Buck Roo. Buck Roo. Jonathan Lewis. Present. Paul Thompson, Sr. Present. Paul Thompson, Jr. Paul Thompson Jr. Robert Gilman. Robert Gilman. Marilyn Totsky. Marilyn Totsky. Joe Fry. Joe Fry present. Jesse Fry. Jesse Fry present. Linda Kobe. Present. Dan Kobe. Present. Marvin Alcester. Present. Rose Alcester. Present. Don Gay. Don Gay. 
Emily Gay. Emily Gay present. Damas Jorgan. Damas Jorgan. Lita Jorgan. Lita Jorgan. Darren Sexton. Darren Sexton. Cindy Lewis. Cindy Lewis. Don Citar. Don Citar. Faith. Faith. I am best. I am best. Rick Forrest. Rick Forrest. Dustry Payne. Ian Payne. Ian Payne. Linda Omen. Linda Omen. Don Dirkside. Here. Long time, Black. Victor Green. Victor Green. Debbie Kobe. Debbie Kobe. Joyce Johnston. Joyce Johnston. Beth Roberts. Beth Roberts. Lisa Jackson. Lisa Jackson. Emmanuel Ellis. Emmanuel Ellis. Greg Lancaster. Greg Lancaster. Okay. Anybody else that has not heard the name call, please state your name. Oh, Junior. Hey, okay, yep. Anybody else? I still 13 here total. It's wild eligible to vote if we have to hold a vote for any such reason. Otherwise, good to go. Your join me number for tonight is join not me forward slash five four four dash seven two two dash three five five. Again, that's five four four. Yes, seven two two. Yes, three five five. Anybody need that repeated? Uh, yes, Nick. This is Emily. Did you say five or nine? Five forty-five. Okay. Five hundred forty-four. Seven hundred twenty-two. Three hundred fifty-five. With that, Mr. Moderator, I turn the floor over to you to turn over to John. Your floor. Thank you very much, Nick, and thank you, everyone, for being on the call tonight. Tonight being an education night, I'll turn this meeting over to 
John Lewis. Thank you, Mr. Moderator. I got only halfway through my definition of words for the mission statement, and Linda Coley got her uh, presentation pretty much ready, and she can go with that. I just soon complete mine, but um, if she wants to take up tonight's meeting with uh, her presentation, then I would defer and do mine next time when it's more complete. And I would like to turn the meeting over to Linda Colby. Okay. I, I don't mind going through this. Now, I just want you to see at the top of this, um, join me document that Nick has up here. I just titled it Education Committee Study. I put the date, day's date, Thursday, May 14, 2015, and right below that, another sub, subtitle line. Second Chronicles 714 as related to MGJA mission statement. And from the King James Bible, it, the Second Chronicles 714 reads, if my people, comma, which are called by my name, comma, shall humble themselves, comma, and pray, comma, and seek my face, comma, and turn from their wicked ways, semicolon. Or no, yes, yes, I'm sorry, semicolon. Um, then will I hear from heaven, comma, and will forgive their sin, comma, and will heal their land. Now the words that are underlined in this, people, called, name, humble, pray, seek, face, turn, wicked, hear, heaven, forgive, sin, heal, and land. Those are the words that I'm going to define tonight for you. And it's going to be somewhat quick, but you will be able to see the definitions from the Jesenius. Now, if you go down just a little bit, there's a couple of couple of little um, blueletterbible.org um, links, and then there's a couple more at the end of our end of our um, study here too. And, um, and below that, I have taken the words that I just read to you, people. Etc. All the way to land. I've highlighted them and I put the um, an H beside them and the Strong's Concordance number. For example, people. Um, I highlighted that word and right after that I put H for Hebrew because this is in the Old Testament, which is Hebrew. And um, the Strong's Concordance number is 5971. And all of these words are Hebrew because they're all from this Old Testament verse. At the end of this study, you will see a number of verses that are related to this and basically the same, kind of the same subject. And um, go down to the first highlighted yellow verse, or the first highlighted word. Um, it is uh, people and hmm, I don't see the um, Hebrew Chalde lexicon facsimile, Nick. 
Are you talking the Chinese-looking symbol? The facsimile copy of the of Jacinius. Are you talking like this right here, number one, Arbor? Oh uh, no, maybe it's on the next page. Yeah. I call it the. I'm gonna say it's the Greek or. The Greek or the Hebrew um, part. Yeah, it's Spell. on the writing there. Is that what you're looking for? Greek writing. I don't see it. It's I'm, on I'm page looking, two. I'm looking for the Hebrew Hebrew writing. It's right here on page two. Page two. I don't see it. It's sitting on my thing. Are you having connection issues? It starts have, with conjunction, ascendant, and with disconnective or with art. Oh yes. I I don't see it. I don't see it on this. I see people, and I see um, your your connection. And it gives the transliteration, pronunciation, the part of speech which is masculine noun. It's it's actually a root word, and it actually oh the root word etymology is from um, Hebrew six zero zero four. Now, um, this is the word people in Hebrew. And basically, it is um, very often used of Israel as being the people of God, the holy people, the people peculiarly belonging to God. And then it goes on to give definitions in number one, two, and three, and four, and five. And you can read those at your leisure. And um, but right now we're speaking specifically of the people of God. And uh, the next word down is called my people who are called by my name. Called is the next one. Can you go down to that one, Nick? Um, it is right there. The next bullet point. You know what? I think I'm going to have to reconnect my little oh, I'm not that actually connected. I'm not actually connected, Nick, so don't worry about it. I'm just going to go with my document that I've got and okay. I will describe it as best as possible. Okay, so the next word is called, and that is Hebrew number 7121 in the Strong's Lexicon. And then you can see that it's uh, well, there's a transliteration, a pronunciation, the part of speech, it's a, a verb. Um, it is actually a root word, primitive root, rather identical with this particular Hebrew word, um, 7122, through the idea of accosting a person's net. Okay. And in this word, it has to do with being called. Called by called by God. And the definition is in seventy one twenty one. I will read parts of that for three. To call, to name, to give a name. Um to impose a name on anyone. 
Um, and then it gives the example of Ruth. That. That one. Okay. The next one is name. You can go up to that, Nick. Name. Name is the Hebrew word 8034. I have a I have a, a request of all of you. If you have any questions as we're going along, please don't hesitate. To, yes, um, this is this is Emily D. I do have a question because I don't think I understood when you uh, told us what those numbers after the H, which stands for Hebrew, mean. I didn't get that the first time you explained it. Would you repeat that again? Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, there's the lexicon uh, that is called. Let me read the name of it here. I'll read it right from the from my book. I have this big book by Abington's Press. Abington's. Uh-huh. Um, it's called the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible, the only complete concordance of the English Bible. It has a main concordance. It has a comparative concordance, and in the back it has a dictionary of the Hebrew and a dictionary of the Greek. Now, what Mr. Strong did back in the 1800s is he went through the whole Bible with all of the all of the Hebrew words and all the Greek words. He assigned a number to each one. Okay. And um, those numbers, then he took all the ones, all the Hebrew numbers, and he he made up a Hebrew and Chaldee dictionary in the back of this, his book. And all the ones that were Greek, he made up a dictionary in the back with all the Greek words, you know, but primarily New Testament. And then, okay. um, well, I shouldn't say primarily. That is, it is the New Testament. And then the Hebrew part is the Old Testament. And okay. this particular verse that we have, we have uh, tonight, Jonathan read it during our little education meeting on right. last Saturday, at our last edu- or latter, last education meeting, and um, it was a it's a verse that a lot of people and Craig Craig um, Craig Lancaster even talked about this verse a while back, and um, at this point I think it's a, a really important verse. And it's really important for us to know what some of these words mean in the Hebrew so that we know a direction we should go. We know we so we know our way. Our our way we shall walk. Anyway, um the um the last word I read was called and the next one is name and that is the strong is it's Hebrew. And the Strong's number on that one is 8034. And um, it's a noun. It's a primitive word through the idea of definite, conspicuous position. Okay, if you go down a little bit, Nick, to 
meaning number one under the word name. Thank you. I will read okay, is that is that good? Is that good right now? Yes, that is. You know, I could probably bring my um study books to the next meeting so you can see what I was using, okay? Okay. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome. Okay. Name. I regard this word as primitive and properly as denoting. There's a, that's a Greek word. Signum, although kindred to it is the root. And I think that is Syriac, or no, Arabic. To mark with sign, to designate, sign, sigma, mark which, mark with which anyone is marked. And then down further, um, the specific meaning, I have narrowed, I narrowed it down as best I could, um, oh. kind of right in the middle of that paragraph, in the name of Jehovah, by his authority. And then the rest of that definition has to do with other verses and what that specifically means in those other verses. Okay. So that we're marked. Say that again. By our, we're marked by our name, and that's how, that's what distinguishes us between any between ourselves and anybody else. Yes. Yes. But whose name is this that we're talking about? In the name of God, right? By His authority. Mm-hmm. My people who are called by My name. And then the next one, if you go down, down a little bit next, the next one, shall humble themselves. Humble is the word that I looked up, but the whole, the whole Hebrew phrase actually is shall humble themselves, and that is Hebrew. And the Strong's number on that one is um, 3665. The part of speech it is is a verb. And um, in the Jesenius, the Hebrew Chaldee lexicon, um, definition number two is uh, definition number two of shall humble themselves is to be low. Or no, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, it's down down a little bit further, Nick. N i n i p h a l nifal nifal. Definition number two under that one. Okay, to submit oneself, to behave oneself submissively, submissively, especially before God or a divine messenger. Very interesting work. So, that was 
if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. That is the next word. Pray is a verb. And that is 6419 in the strong. A lot of these are primitive roots. Very interesting. Okay. Now if you go down through this definition, you go down to the second the second number two definition in the his KL. I'm not exactly sure sure how you pronounce that. Um, number two is um, generally to supplicate, to pray especially to God, followed by that particular Hebrew word as in Psalms 5.3, another one as in Daniel 9.4, another one as in Nehemiah 1.4, simply as in one Samuel, First Samuel two one, and Second um, Chronicles seven fourteen. Once to supplicate too, as in Isaiah forty five fourteen, that which is prayed for, prayed for to God. Okay, I want to read that again. Generally to supplicate, to pray especially God. That which is prayed for to God. Keep that in mind as we're going along here. So that is pray. That is the definition of pray. This particular and uh, I should have put future tense beside this one because that's what the next one is too. The next one is speak. And that is a primitive root. It's a verb. And if you go up, it is actually... um. Let's see. The Strong's number one, two, four, five. If you go down to the second meaning, oh no, it's the first meaning. I'm sorry, the first meaning there. To seek for, and then B. Say that again. Oh, if anyone has any questions, just just speak them out. Okay, um, or comments. Um, let's see. I'll go back and I'll start over again. Number one is seek for to seek the face of God. That's B down, down below there. Properly to go to God, especially with prayers. And that's actually what we're talking about here. 
So the next one, the next one is faith. That's the Hebrew word, 6440. And is a noun. The root word is from 6437. And if you go, if you actually go to the Strong's and you start looking these up, you always try to look up your words right back to your root word and read all of all of them. Anyway, this is um, uh, Hebrew Chaldee um, definition um, in Jesenius right below this. It's the face of God from the obsolete singular. There actually is a town in Jordan called... I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Okay, next word. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And turn. <laughs> Here's the next one. Um... It's a Hebrew word in the Strong's 7725, and it's in the future tense here. It is a verb, something we actually have to do. And uh, it's to turn about, to return, to turn oneself to any person or thing. Example, Jehovah. So that, that is actually the definition. And then the next one is called Turn from their wicked ways. Okay. And wicked, this particular case is a noun. Root word for this one, for 7451 of the strong importance, is 7489. And then if you go to the Jesenius, Jesenius is another book. And it has all of the words in the Old Testament in it defined more specifically. And, uh, it goes through different scriptures. Anyway, I the one that I that I did use was was um, specifically for this particular scripture was. In A, um, wicked, evil, the, of the manner of thinking and acting. And then farther down in um, B, B number two, um, evil, which anyone does or which happens to anyone, calamity. 
to bring evil upon anyone. Evil wickedness. That is wicked. So the next word, ways, is 1870. That is another noun. Properly, the action of going, walking, a going, hence a journey which anyone takes. Number two is a way, a path in which one goes very frequently. For that one. Go up to the next one. Then will I hear is the next. Then will I hear. Here is Strong's number 8085. And um, another noun. This one actually is primitive root. And then in the Jesenius, the Hebrew Chaldee lexicon, the definition is to hear to listen, to attend to any person or thing. And B is to hear and answer, used of God. That's what he's saying. He's saying, he from heaven. From heaven. Here's the next one. 8064. Heaven. The firmament, which seems to be spread out like a vault over the globe as supported on foundations and columns, whence the rain is let down as through doors or floodgates, above which the abode of God and the angels was supposed to be. Now, all of the all of the verbs previous to this were future tense, and this one is future tense too. So the next one is and will forgive. Strong's number fifty-five forty-five, which is a primitive root, also a verb, but. <laughs> this will only happen if the other parts happen. This is something the Lord will do. To pardon, to forgive, to be merciful. Propitious, to pardon, to show oneself gentle. And what is he going to give? forgive? Their sins. That's the next word. And that is Hebrews, um, Strong's number 2403. If you go up a little bit, Nick, you'll see definition number um, one, two, and then one again. Um, sin. Rarely a 
habit of sinning, sinfulness, also applied to that by which anyone sins. Okay. Then the next one is and will heal. And that's in the future tense also. That's another part that the Lord decides he will do predicated upon the few previous things he said we had to do. Okay. And will heal. The word heal is 7495 in the Strong's. Rafa. That's the way you pronounce it. It's also a primitive root. And in this particular Jesenius Hebrew Chaldee lexicon dictionary definition, it is a, a good one. Good one. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this one. Um, number one, properly to sew together, to mend. Um, these roots spring from the primary and automatopoetic stock, which has the sense of seizing and plucking. Compare. Um, there's uh, German words there and Hebrew words there. You should compare back and forth. Uh, this root imitates the sound of a person sewing rapidly. Keep that in your mind. Very interesting. Um, number two, to heal. Properly a wound, a wounded person, which is done by sewing up the wound, uh, compares, compares Psalms. Um, hence a sick person, compares some Greeks, and Luther's joke, which calls the physicians the cobblers of our Lord, God. Um, and the bottom part of that paragraph is, unless there be healing done to them, lest they recover. Now, next paragraph starts out with a definition um, or with an abbreviation of metaphorically. Okay, now this is very important. A, God is said to heal a person, a people, a land. Example. To restore to pristine felicity. Example, to restore to pristine felicity, as in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Okay, and then it goes on to talk about Hosea Psalms. As on the contrary, he is said to inflict calamities, um, as in. Deuteronomy, inasmuch as restoration to pristine felicity depends on remission of sins. That's being Matthew and Mark, comparing Isaiah uh, to heal. B is to pardon. And that there's another verse in Second Chronicles, Jeremiah, Hosea, compare Psalms. Um, also to heal is used for to comfort, like in Job. Vain comfort, comforter. I'm going to go back and I'm going to read the important parts that I want you to 
keep in mind. God is said to heal a person, a people, a land. Example, to restore to pristine felicity, as in 2 Chronicles 7.14. I've got a, I got a few questions for you. Okay. That was, and will heal, specifically the word heal. Um, the last one is their land. That is number 776. Eret, I think is the name, or is the pronunciation of it. It's a used, or a root word from an root, probably meaning to be firm. And in the definition, down there where it says, especially the earth, orbis, terrarum, opposite to heaven. Heaven and earth, used of the whole creation. Um, what that definition is for the inhabitants of the earth. And number two, earth, land, continent. Number three, land, country. Anyone's land is that which is subject to anyone as the land of cider. That's the end of that. So, got a few comments I'd like to make about I've got a comment about the last one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Healing their land. Okay. Uh, restoration of their land to pristine felicity. In order to do that, the canopy has to be restored. Water canopy uh, above the firmament. And that water canopy was responsible for actually having a double the barometric pressure that we have today. Okay. And that in the before the flood, water canopy um, was there. It made the the uh, barometric pressure twice what it is today, and that and with a little bit more oxygen in the atmosphere, not much, but a little, just a small amount more oxygen in the atmosphere, that meant that when we breathe air in, we had three times the available oxygen to our lungs because the, the, uh, the nature of partial pressures uh, has to do with the lungs and how they uptake uh, gases. And with that uh, that much oxygen available to our lungs, we can actually run for miles and miles and miles. I mean, run, okay, and not get weary, not grow weary. Wow. So that that's the promise that one of the promise he makes here. Or that's the main part of the promise. If we do what he says to do. So that I want to emphasize that tonight. So everybody gets in their heads how important it is that we humble ourselves, that we 
seek his face and that we ask for forgiveness and that we do what he wants us to do. So I'll let Linda go off from there. Yeah. I want to read this Bible verse again. Now that we've gone through these definitions and gotten kind of gotten it kind of an idea of what each one of the words that I talked about means. Okay. Here it is. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Now, there's an analysis part in the in the uh, particular Bible that I have, and in Book Eight, Duties to God, Chapter Twelve, Prayer, Section Forty One, Conditions of Prayer, Subsection Three, In Sincerity. In Sincerity. Oh, Nick, this is like the last two pages. Um, a little sharing, screen sharing thing. The related scriptures are in Deuteronomy 4:29. Um, oh, and I put Second Chronicles 7:14 in there too. Psalms 17, 1 and 2. Psalms 145:18. Jeremiah 29:13. Hosea 7.14, Mark 12.40, John 4.23. And there was a note in here that said, see Isaiah 29.13-14. And I'm not exactly sure why. I didn't. I looked it up and I read it, but I didn't study up, why, why, study up on why it was just a note to see. Anyway, that was, um, those are really interesting scriptures, too. And uh, if you would like, if you didn't get all of those, uh, I can give, uh, maybe give a copy to the people at the next meeting. Anyway, I went ahead and I looked up restore three words in the 1828 dictionary. I looked up restore, I looked up Christine, and I looked up felicity. And restore is a transitive verb. It's Latin, restoral, and it is a compound of re and the root store. Story, straight. The primary sense is to set, to lay, or to throw, as in, um, I think it's Greek, Greek, solid. There's lots of definitions here, but I thought there's like 13 definitions. But I'm going to go to number four. To bring back or recover from lapse, degeneracy, declination, or ruin to its former state. And the sentence underneath that is loss of Eden till one greater man restore it and regain the blissful seat. Our fortune is restored, our fortune restored after the severest affliction. Christine, definition of this adjective. Latin, Christinus, see prior and pro. Original, 
um, primitive as the pristine state of innocence, the pristine manners of a people, the pristine constitution of things. Now, felicity is a noun. Latin, I don't know exactly how to say it, felicitas, from Felix, happy. Definition one, happiness or rather great happiness. Blessedness, blissfulness, appropriately the joys of heaven. Um, definition two, prosperity, blessing, enjoyment of good. Anyway, I put another little um, uh, link in there, and then there's some um, commentaries. Benson commentary, Matthew Henry's commentary, and Geneva Bible commentary. Anyway, and, that, and you guys can, hopefully I'll be able to get a copy of this. Um, in a, in a form that's much better than it is right now. Try to finish it up so that it's in, in a nice form to print out and hand out to people at the next Bible study, if you'd like to do that. Any questions? Any comments? Yeah, I'd like to make a comment, Linda, if I might. Yes, sir. Uh, this text or this uh, verse that we're working with now, 714, has to do with uh, Solomon's temple, and Solomon being the king. It, they just came out of Egypt, and the yeah. Lord said to them that, hey, uh, you're my people. And if you want to continue this goodness that I can bestow on you, you have to follow my my ordinances and my my uh, uh, statutes, or you'll end up in the same place again. It's kind of a rough overview of what it is. Yeah. Uh, the we're talking about the land of Egypt, and we're much the same as the Israelites were. We're coming out of a, of a corporate bondage situation that our government, or what poses to be our government, has put us in. Uh, the national debt and that, they hold everyone hostage to it. So we have got to recognize God like we've never recognized him before and pay close attention to what he's telling us, that we may complete our task here to restore our country back to what it was originally intended to be before the bankers and the, all the yeah. dark people uh, descended upon us and wanted to put everyone into slavery. I yield. Wow. That's profound. Yes, yeah. yeah, if you read the whole chapter, actually, it's uh, it's very informative about Solomon's temple and the building of it. David, the house of David has already been built, but Solomon completed the temple. They're having a burnt offering, and uh, the the uh, oh 
sufficient enough to hold all the green offerings and uh, uh, bird offerings and the bats that were brought forward for this. And they feasted for seven days. And there were still leftovers, I believe. So they were back into having absolute abundance. And, uh, and King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. Thus the king and all the people dedicated to the house of God. I yield. Thank you, Marvin. Yeah. Well, the last sentence here from the Geneva Study Bible has a comment on the word heal their land, and it's, I will cause the pestilence to cease and destroy the beasts that hurt the fruit of the earth and send rain in due season. That is the result, right, right Marvin? Yes, absolutely. But our pestilence we face now is is somewhat different than the locusts and the plagues and so on that they reference here in the Bible. We are faced with other anomalies that uh, uh, tend to take away from us or cause us problems. Yes. Yeah. I just thought this is a good study on how words are history and how far down rabbit holes you can go in exploring all the meanings and the and the history behind it and what it meant at one time and compare it to today's time and um if we don't understand history, it's bound to repeat itself, and it is. Yes, yep. absolutely. We can draw parallels with where yep. we are now and where we want to be with what come out of the, the yep. Book of Life here. In the uh, 7 and 15, says, Now my eyes shall be opened and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. He's talking about the people after they repent the prayers that they will put forward in Solomon's temple in the future. Yeah. What verse was that again? 715. Sorry, after the one word. Okay. Second Chronicles 715. Yes. Thank you. Does that, does that Go ahead, Jonathan. I'm sorry. I was just going to ask Linda if she was finished to go ahead and make your comment. Yes, I um, am. Finished. Thank you, you guys. Very good, Linda. Go ahead, Marvin. Yeah, uh, 7 and 16. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. So he's going to continue to watch over us. We will just recognize his his word and his 
ordinances and statutes and do them without question. And in order to do that, you have to humble yourself. Absolutely. Yep. Very good. I I thank you, Linda, and uh, and and Marvin for your comments and input and comparative value here. Um, and I think it's probably getting to the point where we can wrap up for tonight our education call and. I will have the words to the mission statement. <clears throat> but it it just goes to show you our mission statement says Christian principles and our Christian principles are based on these biblical teachings and we we are told that if we follow his word he'll make good on his promises. But there's some things we have to do, too. And we have an obligation to do it. Yes, and, we do. And, and do it right. Absolutely. And, uh, okay, I I think I thank you for your inputs. And I guess we can turn it back over to our moderator. Yes, thank you, Linda. That was very enlightening. Very good, Lucas. Thank you. Enjoyed it. I hope you, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Dan, too. I know he helped you. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He sure did. He made me lots of oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Linda and John, and for all that you've contributed tonight. And thank you for all those who have commented and had input. We have a business meeting on the 21st. Will be our next meeting. Thank you for this attendance tonight. And thank you for your participation. Hello, Marv, would you give us a word of prayer to go home in tonight, please? Oh, wait a minute, Marv, if you don't mind. Emily, would you like yes. to give a word of prayer tonight? It's okay. Mar- Marvin is fine. I'll, I'll offer prayer another time. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Mrs. Victor. Uh, Emily? Yes. Uh I love your words of wisdom also. If you'd like me to continue, uh, I will do so. That that will be wonderful. Thank you. Dear Lord, thank you for this time before you uh, as we meet to restore our land to, to the conditions that was originally intended. Thank you for imparting uh, your word upon us and given us the wisdom to understand and bring it forward into reality that we may be a blessing to you. We love you, Lord. We love all the wonderful things you've provided for this country, and we are determined not to turn our backs on you. It's wrong. I know there's many, many out there that are 
walking away from religion that they just don't seem to have the time for it. But really, that's that's the only thing that will keep this world together. Thank you for the group here meeting tonight. Give us a safe journey in our travels. And we uh, want to add a line for our prayers tonight for our brother, Jim Grinke, that has passed. Welcome him home, Lord. All of us we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Mr. Moderator? Yes, Mark. You might want to check your mailbox. I checked it tonight. I'll check it again. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Uh, you people stay safe. Be kind to each other. We'll see you next Thursday night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, Paul. Good night, Irene. Can you hear me, Paul? Yes. This is Victor. Yes. I uh, got a comment. And if anybody uh, read the book, The Harbinger? No. I've never read it. it it's uh, by Mark Bilt, and he's a Hebrew rabbi. And uh-huh. he. He talks about what happened during and after 9-11 and Tom Jaschel, uh, the head of, what, what is it, the House of Representatives, in the uh, quoted verses that represented a curse. And since the corporation is running the country and the, the false flag 9-11 was there set up and they brought about all kinds of uh, fraud and false laws through it. And then another leader of government repeated the curse at another time, and then Obama put and wrote it on one of the columns on the head of that One World building that they replaced the trade towers with. It's all part of the curse that's in his book. And uh, they've they've already set the stage in what's happening for the corporation that's coming down because of those curses that they admitted in the, and the trees they replaced and everything. It's all explained in his book. And he has YouTubes uh, about it and everything. And then there's another YouTube that I'd like everybody to look up and it's the curse that's coming. And it's called planet seven X. And it has all kinds of videos and uh, PDFs that you can download off of it. But, yeah, I'd like everybody to watch those and uh, that we we can discuss what we think about what's really going to happen in those uh, videos. Victor, why why don't you... uh give your information to Joe at ComSec and have him pass that on to the Education Committee, will you? So we can get book titles and names and addresses and everything that we need so what you're telling us can be more meaningful. Right. Okay. Yeah, send it all on to Joe if you would, please. Sure. Have a good night, everyone. You too. Good night, Thank Thanks, you. Victor. Good night. Good night, Irene. Good night. Good night, John Boy.